0: everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Yak Shack Podcast. We're your hosts, Alan
1: and Jessica. We're going to be discussing some of your favorite topics,
0: but mainly kayaking,
1: a little bit of fishing. Plus, we're going to have a real good time.
0: Let's get to it. Welcome back, Yak Shack friends and family. Woo! Another week, another episode.
1: Thank you all for listening to our podcast. We greatly appreciate it. And if you are listening to our podcast every week. Of course you are. We hope that you will leave us a rating or review. Let us know how we're doing. It also helps us get the word out a little bit more. And if you have any questions of topics you want us to discuss on this podcast. Or people you would like us to interview. You can reach out to us at podcast at TheYakShack.com.
0: That's right. And feel free to come by the store or give us a call, shoot us a text, email us. And we're always interested in feedback and future episodes. We want to make sure that this is the greatest podcast. I mean, it already is, but it maintains its great standing reputation as the greatest podcast ever about kayak fishing. And we're just um, excited about today's episode too. So let's get into it. I mean, another reason why... Kayak fishing is the greatest sport of all time. We can fish any day of the year. We can do this anytime we want. There's some folks that want to golf. Well, guess what? Can't really golf when you can't see the golf ball on the ground because of snow. And, oh, you want to go snow skiing? Well, good luck in the middle of the summertime, right? So, I just feel like we have an advantage because we can do this anytime we want.
1: I agree. And... It's also football season, which is our second favorite season of the year.
0: <laughs> besides bass fishing and oh Georgia and Alabama both doing great already. one go dogs, House divided. I don't know if anybody <laughs> knew that, but uh, yeah, Georgia whoo big win this weekend. hope we can keep it going. Uh, Alabama has nothing to worry about.
1: Speaking of football, let's talk about football hogs that we can catch going from summer to fall fishing
0: all right good uh good call there so if you want to put some footballs on the measuring board and get out and catch some fatties this fall uh, i think that you need to transition in your mind and in your technique and also with um how you go about it or, or when you go fish i agree so We've talked about a little bit, you know, bass fishing is an any day, any time of year we can do this. And uh, there is a difference in what we call spawn season in the spring and then the the frog days of summer, right? The, the fall feed, you hear these terms when you talk to all your bass fishing buddies. And so what does all this mean, you know, and what do you have to do differently in the wintertime versus in the summertime? Uh, random question, when's your favorite time to fish?
1: My favorite time to fish, well, definitely springtime, but I like fall fishing right before it gets really cold in the winter and then it it becomes, like, a little bit tough again. You know, it's that in-between of super hot, you're not catching anything in the summertime, to really cold, and now you're not catching anything in the wintertime. I like that period in-between when the bass are starting to move around again and chase the bait fish a little bit more and maybe looking to find a spot to start bedding.
0: Yeah, so in in today's episode, we're gonna try to break down what we do in the winter time, what we do in the spring, summer, and fall, all different. And then, you know, when when you say spring, okay, early spring, late spring, when, when's your favorite time to fish? Well, give, give an exact date.
1: Memorial Day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. That's so where I
1: caught my big one.
0: May, May time frame, and yeah, that that's a. Primo bass fishing season is upon you Mm -hmm. if you're fishing in May. Um,
1: I love April, too. April is always a good time. You know, you have to catch the in-between rain showers, but that's probably the best time to fish, really. So
0: I like April as well. Anytime before it rains, anytime after it rains. Some argue while it's raining is the best. And, yeah, and April showers, you know, bring good fishing. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I thought you were going to just say May flowers, but that was so much better.
0: Yeah, I uh, good fishing didn't rhyme, but still fit. <laughs> and early spring, you know, the, the late March, I love that. And I think that any time you're fishing in March is, you know, what we call pre-spawn. Yeah. Know, and it's cold, but it's getting warmer and the fish are getting active. So they're searching for beds and you can find them a little more shallow than you're transitioning off the cold months. Um, I do like fishing in the cold. I don't know why.
1: You always drag me out when it's literally 20 degrees and I have layers on my face, on my head, on my body, like... It's insane. (laughs) I will cast and then feel like I can't feel my fingertips anymore. That's the type of time that I feel like you like me dragging me out there.
0: I'm sorry. I did. I I remember getting you sick. MLK weekend Mm -hmm. in January.
1: 20 degrees. Got
0: some new boats. Wanted to try them out. And I caught my first bass of 2020 out of a Big Fish 108 backpedaling in the middle of the channel in Logan Martin Lake actually have that on video.
1: On our YouTube channel. Super randomly. Yeah, check out our YouTube channel. It's just the Yak Shack YouTube channel, and you can see that video that Alan is referencing.
0: I asked Jessica to get some footage of me backpedaling in the pedal kayak, and (laughs) 15 seconds of footage, and she catches me catching a bass, a little half-pound spotted bass, you know, in the late part of January. But it was awesome because – They are. They're still. You still can catch them, and even in the cold, cold weather like that.
1: Well, let's tell people how. What are some tips and tricks? Since we are transitioning right now from summer to fall, and we're only a couple weeks away from it officially being fall, what are some techniques that you would change up from what you did in the summertime to what you will do in the fall?
0: Yeah. So I feel like in the summertime. I'm going to focus more on top water in the morning and try to fish as finesse and deep as I can in the really, really hot parts of the day. And then as the evening transitions, maybe somewhat hit the banks, try to find some roamers, throw something flashy and catch some of the shad run at the end of the summer days. But as it gets to the fall, I am going to be more inclined to fish shallower all day and try to find the bass that are searching and trying to fatten up because they're a little more, more aggressive to your point that you like to fish in the fall. There's, there's so much more aggressive and it's just way more fun to fish that. So search base and fishing the swim jig to me is going to be an easy transition.
1: I agree with that. I feel like in the summer too, I'm fish, fishing a lot faster and a lot more reactive baits. I think that in the fall, I don't maybe necessarily change too much of their reactive, but I like to get a little closer, like you are saying, to the bank and around rock walls or places that they may be really searching for, like you are saying, fatten up for the winter months and they know that the water's going to get too cold and they're pretty much not going to move at that point.
0: Yeah, I, I think the another pretty, I don't know if it's obvious, but it's just one of my more, what I do in my tackle box I transitioned from flashier, brighter, you know, smaller profile stuff to maybe a bit, a little bit bigger profile, but a, a lot dirtier and a lot more natural looking colors in the fall.
1: Yeah, match the hatch.
0: Yeah, and, you know, as the, the leaves kind of change to that brown, you know, orange, yellow, I love stuff like that. More brown, more green, more green pumpkin, and really just more natural kind of colors to me. And you can still fish them fast and not have to fish as slow as as I would in the summertime. But, um, yeah, a little bit more natural colors to me in the fall is key.
1: I remember, like, maybe it was a year ago or two years ago, um, we were all fishing on the pier on Logan Martin where my dad lives. And it was Thanksgiving weekend. So this would be kind of going into the winter months, but right at the end of fall. And uh, my yeah. dad and I were fishing. We were both fishing a worm. And he hooks up one. And two seconds later, I hook up one. And we had a double hookup. It was the most fun. Right.
0: On and Thanksgiving.
1: Wasn't like one of ours a smallmouth and one was a largemouth? Like,
0: or not or a smallmouth, but a spotted bass. I
1: meant spotted, yeah.
0: You had a largemouth. Your dad had a spot. And they were like the exact same size. Yeah. And so in the photo, it's a really good breakdown of, how to tell the difference between a largemouth and a spotted bass.
1: Yeah, that was really fun, though. I've never done that with my dad, so that was really cool. And Alan was right there, too, so it was a lot of fun that day. Yeah,
0: we do pretty good on holidays, I feel like, when you get out there and fish. Um, Speaking of, it's that time of year in Alabama. I don't know some of these other states across the country, but we have to renew our fishing license.
1: Oh, yeah. It (laughs) ended
0: August 31st, so for all of you listening out there that haven't done that, might be the reason why you ain't catching fish.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: you ain't got your license.
1: Exactly. I mean,
0: that's my my excuse anyways.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but also that once you get towards, you know, the cooler months, you also can start crappie fishing, which is another type of fishing that Alan another type of fish that Alan and I like to fish for. Right. And crappie fishing is so much fun Yes, when they are aggressive and you can just pull out like 20, 30 at a time. It's
0: they're a all on top of each other. Yeah. And if you find a single crappie in the winter months, more than likely you're on top of a ton of them.
1: Exactly. And there's this technique Alan and I learned last year that really helped us with crappie fishing. So if you're interested in crappie fishing, hopefully this will help you out. But Mm -hmm. we have, you know, the jig head and we usually do a paddle tail minner on top of that. And when you throw it, you kind of throw it towards an angle, like kind of out in front of you, like you were almost like you're pitching a little bit. Um, if you were bass fishing, but toss it out in front of you and then let it fall, let some slack out and let it fall at that angle, kind of a 45 degree angle towards you and just keep falling and keep falling. You're going to catch crappie.
0: Okay. Giving away the juice, huh?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, that's what this podcast is for, <laughs> you know, all of our secrets. <laughs> uh,
0: and to that point, I've done that same exact technique, just flick a, um, Crappie minner. We were talking about Big Bite Baits, is our one of our best plastic dealer. Yeah, and we
1: we did really good last year with a firecracker color. Yeah, and it's like so a the paddle color.
0: tail minner from Big Bite Baits and their crappie selection. Check them out. But on we do the uh, the pro swimmer jig head. I believe it's a one sixteenth ounce size. So I do love that size for the speed that it falls and the the rate that it kind of drops through the water. And the lazier that you do these falls, guys, the lazier that you do these casts when you're crappie fishing in the cold months, you're going to catch more of them because they just they're such a lazy kind of a, a bat or not a bass, but a lazy kind of a fish.
1: And that's another good point. don't try to sit there and shake it like you do a worm for bass fishing. Like this one needs to fall and that's all it does. Don't even move your wrist. Keep your wrist as still as possible while that (laughs) angle is falling down. Because these fish, they really just have to, you have to hit it upside their head.
0: Yeah, I think if you you let it fall right in front of their face and you give it even somewhat of a little tiny twitch here and there is fine. Or I do. And uh, it does seem to work out, but... You know, a lot of it is just straight on the fall. Boom, boom, boom.
1: I think that you said it right when you said they're lazy. You really just have to make it an easy catch for them. If you're bouncing around and shaking it left and right, they're going to say, "Nah, that one's too difficult. Like that one's going to be a pain in my butt (laughs) trying to catch. I'm going to go over here where this guy looks like he's struggling and I can eat this one right now.
0: Yeah, and – we catch tons of bass while we're crappie fishing too, guys.
1: Oh yeah, I lost one last weekend actually, pretty frustrated.
0: Don't think that you have to just go out and if you're crappie fishing, oh, I'm just going to catch this boring fish. It tastes delicious, by the way, crappie. But you you you've caught catfish. I've caught mm-hmm. white bass and you know hybrids and we've caught um, a Blue ton field. of spotted bass. Yeah. I-
1: When when you're fishing for a crappie, if you aren't catching a lot of crappie, just go deeper, and that's where you're going to catch your catfish and your bass during the days where you may not catch crappie, especially right now where it's not quite crappie season. You can probably catch some, but in Alabama, it's not too cold yet for them, so if you go a little deeper, almost like you're hitting the bottom, that's where you're going to catch some, um, you know, smaller spotted bass.
0: Right, and... I, we've, we've lost, we've seen some big basket hooked and lost, or we've seen some big basket caught too while we're crappie fishing. And so when you're throwing these minnow style shad looking bait, you got to be thinking, you know, Hey, look, there's a ton of shad out on the water right now. It's the summertime. The shad are very small here in Alabama, but they're very clear and they're the exact same size as these crappie lures that we're, that we're fishing with. So you're bound to catch anything. You could catch anything at any time. And so, in the summertime, when it's a little slower, I highly recommend throwing a, a tiny little crappie lure.
1: Yeah, I agree. You
0: can catch, maybe catch some bass.
1: And going back to bass fishing, what are some other tips from transitioning from summer to fall that you would like to tell our listeners?
0: I mean, I, okay, I, I don't know too many. I've given away a couple, and I'm trying to literally think of more as you call me out. But I do feel like that I'm going to fish a crankbait more. I'm going to fish a rattle trap more. I'm not, I'm not so much fishing only spinner baits or underspins or stuff. That's really flashy. I feel like in the fall when it's a little slower or you're maybe the only one out in the water or in your given area that you're fishing, maybe pull out the chatter bait, you know, pull out uh, the, the crankbait and the rattle traps because you can test a bunch of different depths with those and still make a little noise and be a little bit louder presentation because I feel like the bass are so much more aggressive, you can get away with that.
1: I agree. I think they're also roaming around a good bit. So, you know, be at that five to eight feet deep area and just keep tossing those crankbaits and rattle traps and trying to find where they're roaming around uh, because that's kind of... Really, in the fall, you are trying to catch them. They're not really bedding yet, so you're really having to figure out where they are and if there's any schools of them.
0: Right, and the water hasn't gotten too cold yet, so you got to keep in mind, as the year plays on, you really have to think about water temperature all the time. And so when you transition from summer to the fall, the water stays hot for a while. And as it gets colder, though, the fish get more active and, and once it gets too cold, they get lethargic. And so you get those the, the winter blues, so to speak, and it's really, really tough to find fish. They're very deep. They're they're not really active, but they still have to eat. So you still can go fish in the wintertime. And some people catch the biggest fish of their lives in the wintertime.
1: Do you keep using a jig in the fall?
0: I mean, I'm probably going to throw a jig all year round, just being honest. But, yeah, I'm throwing the jig throughout the fall. I will throw the jig in the wintertime, too, to get deeper. But mainly because I can fish it so much slower that in the winter time you can get those reactive strikes just because it's it's there. And it's like maybe that's my only meal for all day. But if you pull it away too fast, it's like, no, you wouldn't even have a chance to think about it. But if you fished it slow and gave a fish time to think about it, Hey, you might get a pretty big bass on a pretty decent sized jig.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, I do kind of rather go after a lot more action than less action, but it is tough for me because I do like to stick to smaller profiles. So I do have to kind of change my change up my lures. I'm not really, I'm still finesse fishing in the fall, but I'm not really Ned rigging as much in the fall.
0: Yeah, and. There, there are times where I want to, I don't know, revert back to, uh, I don't know, throwing the underspin and a, a or you know, a, a shaky head like you were talking about, and really fishing slower and finessing. In the fall, if I'm not throwing the jig or crankbait <laughs> you know, pretty habitually, then I don't know what's going on with me. But I mean, as it gets colder and colder. I'm going to fish, a, you know, a little slower and slower as the year goes on. And once it's cold, I, I don't have one, but I hear that Alabama rig is the way to go.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> know I have yet to throw one either. There's so many of our friends that have them and swear by them, but I'm just I'm not a big fan yet.
0: Well, I will say this: if you're going to be out there in December, throwing anything out of your kayak, if you got an A rig, <laughs> I mean, you probably you might catch something, you know, because. Not a lot of stuff is out there active, and if a bass does see a tiny school of shad, hey, more power to you. Those things ain't cheap, though.
1: Oh, no. I mean, what are they? They're like 20 bucks a piece. I mean, uh, higher? 40 oh, yeah. I would
0: say like 40 bucks. 50 bucks a oh,
1: piece. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not throwing that.
0: <laughs> the
1: moment I throw that, I'm going to land in a Christmas tree.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm going to toss it over the side of my. It's going to snap right off the end of my line. just just keep going in the (laughs) middle of the lake
1: that's Uh, crazy i know i see some guys that are fishing professionally they'll have like four or five on their boat and you're just like 40 80 (laughs) (laughs) in your head
0: so so that's good then so now we're in the heat well we're in the dead ass of winter in the cold and it's cold it's super cold anything in particular that you've got tied on
1: I mean, I haven't changed too much from fall, honestly. I need to get better at this season. It's probably why I don't catch a whole, whole lot. I could probably catch a lot more catfish in the winter than yeah. I need to.
0: And I think a lot of it, too, is, you know, don't overthink, like, oh, I have to completely change my lure. It's more so the conditions have changed so much and the, the bass are acting so much differently that you really have to put that, you know, more to the forefront of your mind. The water's colder. They're not as active. Um, They're not spawning. You know, they're not roaming. They're doing something different. in the dead ass of winter, if you can go find them, you might catch them. It's just a matter of finding them.
1: Mm -hmm. I agree.
0: And they they just hang out, you know, and they're not really doing much. And if if they're hungry, you might actually catch a good one.
1: Now, I do practice a lot of slowing down the reeling in. Mm
0: -hmm. That's
1: a big, big key there because... They are kind of like, they become a little bit like crappie in a sense at that time of year. They want it to be an easy catch and really, really slow because they're cold. I mean, think about it. I always like to personify, like think about yourself outside and you're freezing and you have like five jackets on and you still can't get warm and you like drop a basketball. Are you going to go run after it or are you just going to kind of like walk towards it because you're like, I don't really want to sprint. I'm so cold.
0: Yeah, and and that's a okay. Great points all around, and I feel like one thing we need to talk about is if what you're wearing when you're fishing in December versus when you're fishing in July, completely different.
1: <laughs> all the clothes in the so winter.
0: Main, yes, main advice here in the wintertime, layer up more so than you think.
1: Yeah, and especially wear gloves.
0: Gloves are key. And if you're anchoring, have an anchor wizard. Don't try to do it when you're pulling your rope up with your hands because they're going to get su- super wet and then they're going to be freezing cold. And then you're not going to be able to feel your hands. And then you're going to get hypothermia. In your and hands, then your
1: fingers and, are going to fall off.
0: Right. Frostbitten. You're like, <laughs> Alan, thanks a lot. I listened to your podcast and fish in December, and now I don't have pinkies.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: so be careful. Hot hands. Wear some hot hands. Take those with you. Bring plenty of layers. Um, I want to think.
1: I wear boots. I change my chacos to more of like hiking boots, honestly.
0: A couple layers of socks.
1: Maybe even the Avco hydronaut suit just to keep yourself real warm.
0: Long underwear. Neck gaiters. Wait. Face shields.
1: <laughs> you mean like long johns? Long johns. Because was like, long underwear just completely put a different picture in my mind. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Long underwear. Yes, long johns.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Gloves. Mention that. Face shield.
1: Like the reaper, like a mask or something. Beanie. Yes, your ears are going to be freezing.
0: And sunglasses, everything. You know, it's just, you're going to be cold. But so are the bass. They're out there. So try to catch them off guard. It's cold. They're lethargic. They're not expecting Anybody to be out there fishing, it's not very high volume. And so you really can catch them off guard.
1: Oh, I like that point you just made. That's a great time of year for kayak fishing a little bit more so than some of the other seasons. Just because you don't have so much boat activity. You don't have the jet skiers and the wakeboarders and all that stuff going on while you're trying to kayak fish. You have just pretty much the... Die hard, bass fishermen and your cat fishermen.
0: That's right, so take advantage while you can of limited activity on the water. not because when you do that, you know you're the ones out there getting the fish. The fish don't go anywhere all year. they're still in the lakes, they're still in the rivers, they're still there. We need to go in out there and find them. So use the seasons to your advantage. you know get some practice in, get out on the water, get used to your kayak. if you've got new gear. Or you're getting new gear for Christmas, you know, or whatever. And you want to be like, oh, I don't have time to try it out. Yes, you do. Go out there in January. Go out there in February. Uh, Ask us for advice on how we would do it. But layering up is important. Make sure you check the weather. If you're going in the summertime or the wintertime, spring, fall, whatever. Check the weather. Make sure you know the conditions ahead of time. Know the water levels. Make sure that you've done your research plenty of time in advance.
1: I agree. I mean, the wind can be a big factor, too, in the wintertime, too, so just double-check that as well.
0: That's right, and the more that you get out there and go, I think that that experience alone is, is worth its weight in gold. You need to get out there in the different conditions and try different things. Obviously, certain baits work better in certain times of year than others, but more so than that is think about how the conditions are affecting the bass. How are the bass going to act differently? one season to the next
1: and think about where you're at too. Cause that matters. I mean, in Alabama, we're talking about how our conditions are here, but it may get colder earlier where you live or way later if you live in Florida. So, right. you know, adjust to your area as well.
0: True. Or maybe make a road trip, taking out of state trip, come visit Alabama.
1: Come see us.
0: Yeah. Come go and hang out in Florida during the winter times. i um, getting guarantee you the fishing is great. Um, Go and and get a a little bit more north during the summer times and go walleye fishing or smallmouth fishing. Pike, yeah. Catch some muskies. Do it a little bit different because there's so many different species to attack out of a kayak. It's not just bass fishing, but there are many, many, many different ways to go about it. So ask locally. Ask your friends and family. Go out on your own. Do your own research. But get out there and fish mainly. Yes, we appreciate you guys.
1: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Yak Shack Podcast. We were so excited to have you guys listening again. And we want to know what your favorite season is that you like to fish, fish in. Send us an email to podcast at theyakshack.com.
0: Right. When did you catch your PB? When was it? What Let time us of year? see
1: some pictures.
0: Yeah. So thank you guys again. You hope you have an awesome week. Uh, we'll see you next time.
1: Bye, y'all.